This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. I want to know how you feel about this word, sales, selling, selling yourself, selling a product, selling a service. How does that word feel to you? Because I know for a long time, I hated the concept of selling. I didn't want to think that I was being too salesy that I was being too pushy, to sell is to be pushy. I didn't want people to think that I was coming across too much, that I was persuading them to make a decision on something. Now, the reason why I wanted to share some thoughts around selling, actually three things that are stopping you from, from confidently selling yourself is that For me and my work and what I do as a coach for my clients, but also in terms of shifting my business up a notch, when I really got confident with selling and being confident with sales as part of what I do, it totally transformed everything. And I believe that even if you're not in business, if you're not starting your side hustle this year, or you're simply looking to change industries, change jobs, as this applies to your career, it doesn't matter because either way, if you're not selling a product or selling services, you are probably selling yourself to a prospective employer. So there will be things within what I'm about to say, within these three things that will really help you. So the first thing that I want to address is our limiting beliefs. And I shared some of those with you just before. Too often, I've heard myself say these things right before I jump on a call with a prospective client when I'm in a workshop delivering some really, really powerful tools. All of a sudden, my good girl or my mean girl, but often actually my good girl comes in and she wants to amplify herself. She wants to come across as being liked as not being too much. As I said, I don't want to come across too salesy or too pushy to anyone because there's this notion that salesy uh, people are annoying, they're persistent. There's this age old rhetoric that goes around in our minds that other people tell us they push their beliefs on us as well unconsciously so just be aware of that too around what it means to be a salesperson and in particular I work with women so I hear this a lot from women but I know men also come across this as well in their work especially if they're selling Uh, a service or a product, they might feel this at some time too. 
And often I notice that women in particular feel like sales is a real masculine domain. And yes, in some respects it is. But can I tell you something that will probably shatter these limiting beliefs in an instance is that as women, we are really good salespeople. We are really good salespeople, but we don't need to be standing up in front of a room. We don't need to be sitting in front of a prospective client. We can be sitting with our girlfriends having coffee. And a reason I bring this up is that uh, my business coach, Rach, she pointed this out to me in a session when it was something that I was struggling with. I can't remember exactly what it was, but she said, Ruby, just remember how good we are as women as being referral salespeople. We are constantly referring our friends and family to people that we love, to services that we love. In fact, women are often the decision makers in households, right? So they like to be recommended things. It makes life so much easier. So when you're doing that, you're actually selling, right? Isn't it so bizarre that something that we do so naturally every day, oh, I just got this pair of jeans. It is amazing. They fit like a glove. Uh, you should go and try them on next time you're in David Jones. They're amazing. Okay, do me a favor. How many times do we do that with our friends and our family? And yet we have this strange problem with selling. So what I want to say to you is when you think about sales, how is it that you like to be sold to? What is your style of sales? If you aren't too sure what that might be, have a think about it like this. Am I the person that likes people to come to me with stuff, with ideas, with products? Do I want them to come to me naturally? Do I want to attract them in? Or am I the person that goes out and seeks the answers? Do I go out and research and seek the products out? You might be the person that goes to the service rather than waiting for it to drop into your lap or appear on your Instagram feed. And then you're like, oh my gosh, how did they know? So you could either be an attractor or you could be a seeker when it comes to sales. And this might help you in terms of your own sales style. Because what I've noticed with women is that they get too caught up in having to do it a certain way. Or there might be a certain model that they've been shared and they feel constricted by that. They still believe in the product that they're selling. They believe in their services being really good, but they don't want to have to do it a certain way. So it's all about finding the way that you like to sell or put it in reverse. How do you like to receive sales? Okay. So if you're a person that likes to attract people into your business, 
then the attract pillar of your business is going to be super important. You are going to need to do a lot more work upfront, providing a lot of value and education and really listening to your prospective clients or customers about what they want and delivering that to them time and time and time and time again. And attracting people into your world, into your business through the value that you create. We can't simply put ourselves out there and say, I'm open for business, come and buy. Uh, there's an, a, a great analogy that uh, Gary V uses, and he's someone that from time to time I love to draw on his marketing style because he is very, very value-based. He might seem quite loud and quite upfront and in your face when he's sharing things, but it's simply because he's also very passionate and he's coming from this place of delivering value first. So he wrote a book on it, on marketing called Jab, Jab, Right Hook. And the right hook is the sell or the ask. And then the jab, jab is the delivery of value. Hey, I made this. I know this might solve a problem for you. Uh, that might be jumping on a call with someone, delivering some value to them across a, a good period of time, and then you ask for the sale at the end. It's not assuming that you can just ask for the sale upfront. And I think that's where people get really deterred when it comes to sales, is that they open their doors to business and they share their services or their products and they expect people to come in and the people don't come and then they go, oh, it didn't work. Oh, I'm not a very good salesperson. Oh, I must have been too pushy, too salesy. And those limiting beliefs start coming into our narrative. The second thing on your style of sales is thinking about when you are enrolling someone a rolling could also be educating, could also be this piece of delivering value versus trying to persuade someone. And this comes from a personal development seminar that I did years ago called the Landmark Forum. Some people might know, but this is a distinction. That's what they call them. So these are like uh, beliefs uh, that, that they teach you in this course. And one thing they taught us about was the power of enrollment. And they talk about enrollment as the ability to touch, move, and inspire someone. And as soon as I heard this approach to sales, because it is actually a sales technique, I got it. I was like, yes, that makes sense to me. Of course, I want to leave someone touched, moved and inspired. That's a whole reason I'm coaching women. That is the whole reason why I am happy to stand up in a room and deliver content for an hour for free because I want to make sure that they, they go away and take action and they move closer to their dreams. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, this is about enrollment. So this is about sharing things that are going to allow people the power of choice. Because what we often hear when we hear the word sales is I have to persuade someone. I have to coerce them. I have to like push them into a decision. They have to be a yes or else. That's it. I'm done. I'm no good. And 
again, our limiting beliefs, they start to come in. They've come in when we think about that sort of language and sales before we've even entered the conversation, before we've even shared what we do, before there's even been a possibility of someone interacting with us, we go into that situation with that mindset. So what I would say in terms of dispelling some of your limiting beliefs around sales is number one, to think about what your style is. Am I an attractor or am I a seeker? And if you're a seeker, you're likely to go out and find the people that you want to help. You're probably a little bit like me. You're the woman that loves delivering workshops, that loves speaking, that loves sharing stories on Instagram, that's very... um, interested in interactions and you go out and find where your people are okay the attractor probably needs to do a bit more work in terms of educating and awareness and allowing those people into your life attracting them in in a more natural organic way It doesn't mean that the process is shorter or longer for either. It's just a a slightly different style. And my belief is that actually you need to get a handle on both. But if you're new to this idea of sales or selling yourself, think about it in that way. How can I start to be an attractor or how can I go out and seek out my clients? Uh, If you're someone that's quite outgoing and find it very easy to talk to people, to, to, to talk to random strangers in the grocery line, then you're probably more of a seeker when it comes to sales. And then the second part of these limiting beliefs is knowing the distinction of enrollment versus persuasion or coercion. And you are going to be sell selling and it's going to feel a whole lot better to sell and you'll start to let go of some of those beliefs if you're enrolling them and delivering value up front, delivering value first. Okay. The second thing that I would say on sales is an awareness piece. Awareness of who you are talking to. So your ideal client, your niche, all this work that I did did with my uh, beautiful women in the side hustle sessions that I ran in January and February, we talked about who our niche was, who we're talking to, and knowing how you can powerfully help them. And I spoke about this uh, last week was knowing one small hurdle that you know how to leap, okay, when it comes to your niche. So this means that you are not trying to help everyone. And if you're not trying to help everyone, you're not selling to everyone. And if you have a a really sour taste in your mouth when it comes to sales, it's possibly because you've had an experience where you've encountered someone who you see is simply trying to sell to everyone. 
that they're not actually really clear on uh, who their product is for, who their service is for. And I get that there are some things out there in the world that are commodities, just like our toilet paper situation here in Australia. There are things that everyone needs. So in actual fact, some people are selling to everyone. But for you, I'm pretty sure that you created your product or your service for one market. Hopefully you have, okay? So the first bit of that is that when you know who you're talking to and how you can help them, you're not talking to everyone. Makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? The next thing that you can think about is once you're really clear upfront on who you can help, you start filtering through people that you're talking to or people that you know in your life And you go, oh, I think I could serve Rachel, but Sally's probably not my client. So I'm not even going to go and talk to Sally. Or maybe you do talk to Sally, but you say, hey, Sally, this is what I have created. Do you know anyone that might be looking for this? Do you know anyone that's at this point or has gone through this that might need a little bit extra support? Or do you know anyone that fits this criteria that might be interested in my product? I'd I'd love to have a chat to them. So even if that person is not your market, you can confidently share with them what you're up to. The next thing I would say on knowing your niche is that when you know how you can help them, you are less concerned about the features of your product or service. And a lot of the time when we feel like we're being sold to is because people are just sitting there rattling off features of a product or features of a service. Oh, this is what you'll get. And they think that that is the value. But the actual value for you as the person on the receiving end is much deeper than that. Sales is an emotional transaction. It's about transformation. So being on the receiving end of someone that's just going, hey, you can get this, this, and this, like an infomercial, but not really clear on the transformation that that might create for me. There's no emotional connection there. There's, I'm sitting there thinking, how can this person really help me? And like I said, it may be a commodity, it may be something that you need every day, but there's a reason why Dyson vacuum cleaners exploded after years of being on the market versus, I don't know, an Electrolux vacuum cleaner. It's because uh, Dyson were able to connect with people who considered themselves to be design savvy. So they were able to trigger that emotional connection, that status upgrade for those people and sell from that point rather than saying, hey, this is because at the end of the day, it was still a vacuum cleaner. Yes, there's probably some features that they had created that other vacuum cleaners didn't have, but they were also very clear on emotionally how it was going to make the customer feel when they had that Dyson vacuum cleaner in their hands. 
how it was going to change their life. And changing their life doesn't necessarily mean a big transformation. Changing your life could mean you are entertaining that person that you are selling to. You're inspiring them, like I said. You're leading them touched, moved, and inspired. You're educating them through your product. Or yes, there might be a transformation that occurs. And what this does is in the moment, it's really cool. What you'll notice is that once you move away from simply talking about how it works, and what you get, the features, and you move into what the uh, transformation is or how it's going to entertain or inspire or educate the person receiving this product or service is that it takes the emphasis away from you. It's not about you. Yes, you might be a really good coach. Yes, you might be an amazing artist, But it's not about you. The person is buying your product because of what it is going to do for them at the end of the day. They appreciate the work that you've put in, the value that you deliver. But at the end of the day, it's it's about them. Okay. so when you start to talk about the transformation that could occur, It's taking it away from you and it's about how they are going to feel as a result. It's about what it's going to do for them. And when you start to shift into that, it feels so much less salesy and it brings us back to that place of enrolling them. So touching, touch, move and inspire. Okay. The other thing I would say in terms of awareness of who you are talking to and how you can help them is listening. Listen, 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 and then speak. Okay. So when the focus is less on you and it is on the other person, you're in a place of listening. You're really present and the other person will receive that energy. They will feel that. When you are enrolling versus selling, it puts the power of choice in the hands of the person that you are enrolling or you are selling to, because we are selling. I'm not saying that we're not selling, but when you're in this place of enrollment, instead of you holding all the power, you actually put the power on them, the power of choice. You're showing them the power of choice. And that is super cool. That is when people really get this upgrade in their life, when they actually feel like a different person when they can walk away after experiencing you and going, wow, that totally changed my energy. I feel so much better. It's because you gave them the power to experience it rather than you doing it to them. They were allowed the opportunity to experience. And the final thing I want to say on sales is comes back to the limiting beliefs actually. So we're going full circle here. And that is this fear of no that we have, this fear of rejection. And what this is, is this is selling from a place of lack versus a place of abundance. So like I said, when you go into the sale with all of these limiting beliefs in your back pocket, the other person's probably going to feel that. Just as if you go into the sale and you think to yourself, oh, I have to get this one. Oh, hopefully 
they say yes and you're white knuckling the whole experience then you're coming from this place of lack or uncertainty versus certainty in how you can help them and who you are talking to which is a more abundant place to be now there's a couple of things that you can think of in order to get through this fear of rejection or this fear of no is to build up your 100 no's because if you're asking, well, to get 100 no's, you're going to have to ask well over 100 people. So that's even an amazing feat in itself. But all of that work builds confidence. It's going to build confidence in knowing who you are, how you, how you like to approach this process, uh, how you can help them, how, who you are supposed to be talking to, okay? The other thing that I would say is that the more no's you're getting, the more opportunity that leads to a yes, because it's filtering out the people that aren't right. And then the ones that do say yes, and I can vouch for this in my experience, when people have been hell yes, and there's real certainty in their um, uh, answer to uh, selling to them uh, in a coaching call um, when they are really clear and they're like hell yes I want this let's do it it is so much more powerful than if I have felt like I've been in a place of persuasion or coercing them yeah and I'd actually rather that person be a no because if they're hell yes I know that they are probably on board and they're already coachable they're already ready to show up they're just waiting for that first session to happen it's a really really interesting one there that the no's will actually lead to the really powerful yeses and finally no doesn't always mean something about you we are so convinced that no means that there's something wrong with us and that's what connects us back into our limiting beliefs and we go back into that spiral again of not being enough or being too much or being too salesy we take a no really personally so there you have it three things that will help you overcome your fear of sales and your over, overcome your fear of confidently selling your product of service. Getting over your limiting beliefs, number one, okay? You are not too much. <laughs> You're probably not even in the vicinity of too much. Number two, know what your uh, style of sales is. Are you an attractor or are you a seeker? Understand what enrollment truly means. Uh, deliver value. Number three, be aware of who you are talking to and how you can help them. Get really clear on that stuff up front. And then number four, Learn how to move through the fear of no and the fear of rejection by doing it more and more and more and more and more and more again. The more conversations you have, the more times you put your product or service out there, the more you will start to overcome this fear and uncertainty of the no. And the yeses that you will get will be incredible. Okay, there you have it. That is 
one way or rather four ways for you to move through your fear of selling with confidence. I hope you enjoyed this and have an amazing week. Hold up before you go. Here's a few short words from Antoinette. Thank you, Ruby, so much for your honest, calming and incredibly generous coaching. This has been a huge personal development learning curve for me in understanding all the whys of so many things that have held me back for so long and shifting my mindset to get past all those negative, irrational and what-if thoughts to knowing my worth, the value in my work and feeling confident in taking up space in the world to share my creativity and earning it and feeling amazing about getting this side hustle going. Thank you.